Welcome to the PH Journals podcast, where we explore hunting, wildlife management, and conservation. As hunters and conservationists, we know that hunting can be a powerful tool for wildlife conservation, generating revenue and promoting healthy ecosystems. Join us as we explore the latest research, interviewing experts and practitioners, and sharing stories from the field. Whether you're a hunter or conservationist, or simply interested in learning more about this somewhat controversial topic. Hi, my name is Dylan Love. I'm a professional hunter out of the southern tip of the dark continent. Join us as I believe hunting is our best conservation tool we have to offer. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. In this week's podcast, um, we're going to answer a question that I've been avoiding for some time now. And but it just keeps coming back time and time and time again from numerous amounts of people. And I thought, well, you know what? It's only fair to I'll never be able to answer the question in full, um, but really just give everyone some sort of an idea of what's going on. And in saying that, if you guys would like to now is the perfect time to pause this episode, head along and grab a notebook or use your phone to take a couple of mental notes down Um, because it is going to be an interesting topic. Does professional hunting pay the bills? Yes or no? Well, it's not as easy as that. But before we get into it, obviously, without the wonderful people at Scully's, Splitting Image Taxidermy, Max's Tires, um, FAS Outdoors, PH Toolbox, everyone, just whoever's been involved in this incredible journey, thank you so much, guys, for really just grabbing the bull by the horns, supporting me wherever it may be, and always just being there for me and being in my corner. The podcast wouldn't be as successful as what it is now without you guys involved, your guys' involvement in it. So once again, for myself, just a massive thank you to everyone. It's been an absolute privilege to work with everyone, and I really look forward to the next couple of years um, together on this incredible journey. With that being said, um, I do excuse, I do apologize about the background noise. Um, I've got a little AI robot in the studio. Uh, it's kind of, it's a new addition to the to the studio, so... Hopefully, it's not going to cause too much of a havoc. Um, pretty cool little gizmo. Hopefully, do a do a sneak peek about it. Um, and secondly, uh, we've had some power outages in the in the past couple of weeks, and uh, we out again. Uh, we've had some horrendous storms. Uh, we had about three cold fronts sweeping through the southern tip of Africa, and it's caused absolute havoc. It's blown over power lines. Um, the full fires now have kicked off quite dramatically so yeah <clears throat> it is what it is um so i do apologize about it if it does bug you guys but um to get into this week's topic guys it, it's it's been a question that i've kind of avoided for some time and and the reason why i've avoided it is because i honestly believe that um if you want to make professional hunting your lifestyle and your career of choice you're always going to be able to make it work i'm sitting here in a position now only recently after 13 years been in the industry yes i have tried a completely different avenue um, to make this whole thing work but in saying that there are professional hunters out there that have been in this industry for many many years and have made a huge success about it so why am I going to answer this question and how I'm going to answer this question is purely based on, on my experiences, personal experiences and experiences of those with professional hunters in the, in the industry 
as well now as being part of an outfitting company, I also have the backside info on how things actually run and how we cost the professional hunting in those sort of um, factors. So yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting topic. Um, I've had mothers, youngsters, old gentlemen, um, re- people that are wanting to retire all ask me the same question. Um, they're in stable jobs. They're in jobs that they don't really want to be in. They find that the outdoors, they're calling and they want to head out into the bush and become professional hunters. The problem about this is, is this, and how to answer the question is, um, I purely think that no matter what your passion is and if your drive is strong enough, you're always going to be able to make it work no matter what the circumstances are. But the thing is, is that over my years, I kind of valued success as far as um, monetary value was concerned. But it's not about that. And I've been fortunate now to really have invested my time now into into a different success pattern and that story is conservation and is am i successful in it by no means but i am doing what i possibly can at any given point in my life to contribute to conservation and to make sure that hunting gets seen in a lot of in a different light to what is normally perceived at and that's a negative so the answer is can professional hunting pay the bills? Yes, of course. But if we had to get into the nitty gritty, and this is where the pen and paper is going to come in. So I'm going to start off with basic things like your income, obviously, is going to be your salary. Let's work on 1500 uh, because I know at this point in time, it normally ranges between 1400 and 2000 rand. I know it differs from 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 outfitter to outfitter, whether they cover diesel or not. So I'm not going to add in diesel as an expense. So on a salary and um, the average hunts now is between seven and 10 days. So let's work it on seven days. Um, So your total income is going to be... Sorry, guys, it's it's Sunday and my brain isn't going to work as quickly as what I would like it to. So I have got the calculator here to assist. Um, 10,500 is your total income. Now, people will will say, will factor in the tips um, and they will factor in cutting corners on other expenses. I have never based my career about shortcuts. I can't do that. I've always believed that it's I can't afford to do that because right now it might save you money and it might um, make you more money. But in the long run, it definitely has, uh, it will definitely wear off its novelty. So in what I say about that, for instance, um, on car, on your vehicle, um, I have an expense, and, and what I normally budget for is anything of 10%. So on, on 10,500 Rand, um, that will be 1,500 Rand as vehicle expenses. And what I do is I put that into a tax-free income um, savings account for those rainy days. So for instance, now I've just replaced tires, um, and I sit in the fortunate position where um, I will do a quick rundown on this uh, a little bit later in this episode where um, I partnered with some really, really special brands um, and that's where I save a lot of my money. So for instance, 
my car. I've just had to fit tires now. Um, I did a couple of um, minor maintenance things like tire dens, um, beefed up the suspension a little bit, uh, re-rubberized my back, added a new toolbox. You know, that all comes out of the vehicle expenses. Um, so on every hunt, I take 10% of my, in- of my income, my salary, and I put it towards that. And then, of course, um, you've got your house, and under that, for instance, myself, I'm paying off a bond, so I've got interest rates to factor in there, Um, but if you're also a tenant, uh, you know that your rental goes up um, a certain percentage every single month. So we factor those in at, and this is this is on a on a on a monthly basis, and I'm not going to do annual, so I'll do it on a monthly basis, because the reason for that is hunting and professional hunting is busy seasonal you might hunt throughout the whole year but your busy period is very very seasonal so you have to work on a month to month basis so so my housing um to be safe um and i'm working now if you if you are a bachelor i'll do i'll do the two variations so if you're a bachelor you're not going to pay anything between five thousand rand and maybe seven thousand rand However, if you're running a family, uh, for instance, bonds and rentals, you're looking at about 10,500 Rand per month. And then um, on top of that, you've got your tracker. And the reason why I've added tracking, I know some outfitters do supply trackers, but there is going to be a point in your career where you're going to build a relationship with a certain tracker and those are the guys you're going to need to take with you on those hunts. So I pay my tracker, for instance, it's about $20 a day. That's what I pay him. Uh, so if you convert that, uh, $20 off the taxes times 15, it's 300 rand a day times seven days, it's 2,100 rand. Um, dog, uh, if you don't have a dog, it's very minor. I pay insurance and then obviously some dog food, which is, comes to about 450 rand. Um, gear, so my gear, I, I do put some money aside into my credit card. Um, I'm fortunate, well, I'm sure most credit card facilities in South Africa have the overdraft facility where you can actually add in on your credit card. Don't run up credit card debt, guys. This is not what I'm saying. You do earn extra, for instance, I'm FMB. We earn extra e-bucks and stuff. That helps you with my camera gear. I get really special discounts. And then on the discovery side, you get fatality points. So all those little things add up, and that's why I add um, my more luxury items like gear into the credit card facilities because I need to generate the points through that. Um, gear, <clears throat> I normally budget on every hunt, 500 rand. And then um, and then licensing and association fees. So for instance, what I mean by that is your professional hunter's license, you got to, you, you're only paid, it's only 250 rand every three years. Um, so if you take two, uh, 250 divided by three divided by 12, that's six rand. And then your association fees, it's 350 to be a dedicated hunter plus seven rand, um, plus licensing of your vehicle. Uh, for instance, my vehicle is a thousand five hundred rand, um, thousand five hundred divided by 12. So 125 per month plus the three, 357 
357. So, <clears throat> um, licensing and association fees um, comes up to, let's play it safe and say another 500. It comes up to 482 Rand. Um, so, your grand total. You guys will know your own expenses. I'm kind of giving you guys a breakdown of, of what I normally break my salary into. Um, this has helped me grow my brand for, for many, many years. Because it also gives me a clear picture of what I need to achieve out of every single hunt. And the reason why, I'll get into the tips a little bit later. But the reason why I haven't factored in the tips, especially right now, is because... It's an inconsistency. So I can't tell you that you are definite on a seven-day safari going to get 500 or $700 tip. I can't tell you that. It also, you got to factor in the exchange rate, okay? So in total, we've got 1500 for car. We've got, um, let's let's be a bachelor for now. So we've got, th got 5000 Rand for, for bachelor's fees for your house rental. Tracker, you're paying 2100 on a, on a hunt, 450 for your dog, 500 for your gear, and another 500 for licensing and association fees a month, which brings you to a grand total <clears throat> of 10,050 Rand. So, guys, in a nutshell, this is your monthly expenses. And then over and above that, you've got medical aid. Aid. I've got retirements, annuities, RAs, uh, life policies. I'm just going to call it policies. And then I have a savings account for my daughter's education. So medical aid, I pay 6,200 Rand month or A's eight hundred rand on policies I pay seven hundred and fifty rand and my savings account I put in eight hundred and fifty rand every single month for my daughter's education and that comes up to six thousand two hundred plus eight hundred plus 850 which that gives you a total of 8600 <clears throat> so the grand total of all your expenses is 18650 yeah so with that being said now you take that 18000 650 and you times about 12 12 months two two three eight hundred you need two hundred and twenty three thousand uh, yeah two hundred twenty three thousand eight hundred rand to break even at the end of every financial year end so with that being said okay two two three eight hundred divided by your seven day income ten thousand five hundred 
you need to do a total of 22 hunts a year. So 22 times um, no yeah uh, 365 divided by 22 so you need to do an average of 16 days per hunt so that answers your question guys yes of course some months you're going to get your 10 your 10 days hunting some months you're going to get seven some months you're only going to get five how many of those can you do so work do the maths if you can get two 10 day hunts a month plus seven days you know there you are on your 27 days a month and that will ultimately bring you to making money at the end of every financial year end because you don't want to do this and just break even on your expenses because you how do you grow from that you need to add and you need to make money so you can make money on um and then invest reinvest that back into your brand into your personal brand and grow that you know by ways of you know flying and going to see brands and companies that you can partner with presenting yourself flying over to the states making sure that you go and see clients on a regular basis you know we haven't even factored in you know the small things like social media marketing um um your cell phone bill all that sort of stuff that that kind of stuff all adds up so it's those little little factors i've given you the big broad picture you guys will know now what you can do to come to that that figure that 223,000. And that, that is as a single individual. You know, if you add another 5,000 onto that as a married man, you're looking at between 230,000 to 240,000 you need per annum to make sure that you're breaking even. That's just breaking even. But we don't want to do that. We want to make money. So <clears throat> to answer your question, is that possible? As a youngster coming out of school um, and going into your professional hunting career, you, you're going to struggle. You're going to have to hustle for the first two, three years and, uh, you know, do skivvy hunts, um, do cow hunts, do all these sort of things, the low income stuff, you know, offer your free services as a cameraman or, um, you know, just go and spend some time at certain game farms and slowly work your way up the ch food chain and stuff. How I did it was I decided to build a brand. PH Toolbox became a brand. And through PH Toolbox, I was hoping, my bigger picture was always hoping to um, promote other outfitters, become a booking agency. Um, you know, I, once I had that brand going, you know, skies were the limit, you know. And I also knew that along the way, I needed to partner with brands that not only believed in me, but also stood for the same sort of values and morals that I had as a professional hunter in my everyday life. And... Um, is a, there's a beautiful quote that my old school used to have. It's called Essie Quamvideri, to be rather than to seem to be. So, you know, if you're going to put that per perception out there of this conservationist and all that sort of stuff, you need to be that. And, and that's what I did. And by doing that, I partnered with great brands like Maxis, like Splitting Image, like Scully's, um, you know, Four Dead Holders, Shooting Sticks. Um, and then ultimately, I grew that because... It saved me on a lot of my expenses. So, for instance, on my car expenses, a thousand five hundred 
around every single month and I'm putting that aside I'm changing a set of tires once a year and Maxis are covering half of that you know I'm I'm saving so much more money out of that deal and that for me made the longevity of this whole thing um and then ultimately now through my quiet periods for instance right now my next hunt is only in august what do i sit and do well i do my marketing i do marketing for other companies um, i'm doing a lot of videography um, i work in the tire business you know with my parents with my mom and my brother um, i'm just trying to spread my horizons so that i can keep doing what i want to do but ultimately coming down to the fact that I, i'm confident right now that I can make enough money to cover my expenses at the end of every financial year. But not only that, also have some change to reinvest into my brand. Because where I see myself in the next 5 or 10 years living off this brand, that's where I want to get to. And the only way I can get to that is if I just keep piling it in, keep adding on. You know, So from my side, that's what I would highly recommend you guys take into consideration when doing these things. For instance, there was a young man that contacted me this past week, said he's got a very good job, he's working his way up the ladder, but his heart is in the bush. Often guys get um, misperceived between the actual lifestyle of being a professional hunter and they overlook the behind the scenes stuff that goes into it. You know, so I, I, I get, I, I say there's normally about three different professional hunters. There's the one that lives from hunt to hunt. Um, and you can see those guys from a mile away. Their vehicles normally have different kind of, kinds of tires on. Um, you know, they're all kind of pieced together like a jigsaw puzzle because he bought a winch this month and then he did this that month. And then, you know, um, the seat covers are all torn. And so you, you can spot those guys from a mile away. And then you get the conservative PH who everything is kind of done by the book. Um, you know, they're also living from hunt to hunt, but they'll always have an extra bit of change, which they'll reinvest into a savings account for those rainy days. And then, um, you know, they, they just kind of run everything smoothly. They don't take any risks. And then you get the business pH where, you know, they take all the risks. Um, they reinvest as much as they possibly can back into their personal brand, not back into their vehicle, not back into anything else, but back into their personal brand because they've budgeted for things like this. And I'm hoping that I kind of see myself falling into that last bracket because, um, I if if I walk away from a hunt and I don't and I haven't gained anything from a personal aspect and a personal brand awareness, I kind of feel like I'm losing out. And it's 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 not a case of saying that you know everyone wants to be famous or or anything like that. It's it's really got nothing to do with that. But it's 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 more about the education and more about the awareness. Um, me as a professional hunter, I diversed from, you know doing the mass hunts to now doing selective hunts and still more of an experience than an actual hunt because I believe if you're having a good experience you're going to have a good hunt and if you have those two together that's conservation and that's what I'm selling myself as as a conservationist I want to look after these animals because when my daughter grows up one day I want her to look back and be proud of somebody that that stood for the right reasons and stood for the right movement and that's looking after our wonderful wildlife that we've got and how do we do it obviously I've preached this many many times but through 
hunting as our best conservation tool. So, you know, these are the different aspects um, that you guys can do. So to answer the question in a nutshell, yes, you can make a living out of professional hunting, but it is not always sunshine and roses. It's going to take a lot of hard work, like everything in this in this world. There's, there's ways and means that um, you can go about things. But if anything, um, my mental illness battles, um, the, my recent divorce, all that sort of stuff's taught me is just you've got to stay positive and you've got to stay believe you got to believe in yourself and the more you can believe in yourself the better everything is going to work out at the end of the day because if if you look up and you get up every morning and you say those positive things to yourself in the mirror and you go out and you you slug away at it there's always going to be a silver lining it doesn't always seem that way trust me i know when people used to say just hanging there just hanging there and you kind of think but wow you know what what is this all for and you kind of feel that that life is against you at the end of the day when you come out of those dark spaces when you come out of the the slugging and the the hard work there is a light at the end of the tunnel and and that's probably one of the most rewarding things for instance i'm going into a hunt now in august um with a very good friend of mine he's all over youtube um uh, Cody Hilton, he, he's a wonderful gentleman. Um, we hunted some time ago together, and we really just got on well. And for me, it's not about making money off of that hunt. It's more about spending time with quality people um, that are going to share my country's experiences and the experiences that I can deliver on. And for me, ultimately, that is the victory, and that you know, that is what I strive for at the end of the day, and that is what I classify as success. Um, the old days of myself valuing whether I drove, you know, a Ferrari to my next um, social media meeting or anything like that. Those days are long gone um, and I've started valuing time, um, experience and memories a lot more than money. And it shows it's, it's really pulled through in my work. It's pulled through in my professional hunting and it's pulled through in my relationship with my beautiful daughter. So, you know. Those are the aspects we've got to all take into consideration. You know, you're going to stand, you create a family one day. There are many guys out there that have done professional hunting and have had a family and didn't succumb to the statistics of divorce um, through professional hunting because at the moment, sitting in about 82% of professional hunters will go, will have a divorce in their lifetime, which is, it's a scary statistic. But when you're away from home for so many time for so long, it's, um, it's a it's a kind of inevitable you know what what kind of happens so you know it's that juggling act again so guys i hope honestly i hope um this has answered a couple of questions um yeah it it, it was never an easy question for me to discuss or a topic for me to discuss because i know there's so many different ways of doing things and different variations of doing things but this is what i find kind of works for me um and I'm hoping it works for you guys as well. You know, if there's all youngsters out there and they're looking just for a base model, um, hit you know, draw it out, weigh up your options, and and once you start getting down to okay, well, I need X amount of hunts a year, 
Um, is it possible of doing it? Going and talking to the landowner, you know, try and sign up a contract. That that's that's an important one, guys, and I don't want to leave it out. Is when you find outfitters that have invested their time and money into you, and you are doing, you see, you becoming a regular on the books, and you are doing hands over and over again. Try and sign contracts, work contracts that they will contract you for X amount of hands every year. I know it it hardly ever gets done in the industry now, but it is something that I would like to PHs, especially the young PHs, start doing because. An outfitter can throw you under the bus and get rid of you so, so quickly. But if you have those staunch contracts in place, they're kind of obligated to have you on board. It doesn't mean that you're going to abuse that as a, as a power source and, and not look after these clients and stuff, but just also helps protect yourself from them just, you know, throwing you away. Because a lot of guys base themselves on the what ifs and, you know, what if this outfitter decides he doesn't need you next year anymore? and um gets these often these guys have their sons come in and uh, they take over from all the lead hunts and there's just lands up no being no space for you so yeah just consider that <clears throat> but once again just to end off on everything um i hope i've answered a couple of questions and i hope i put a, a bit of perspective in the good light um, through to whether you're a mom that's wondering what your son's going to do, whether you're a young PH, uh, whether you're an individual that's planning to become a PH. I hope I've answered some sort of questions there and um, and that you guys can leave this podcast with a little bit of a clear mind and a clear vision of where you need to go and how you want to do it. And um, yeah, last but not least, guys, if there's anything I can leave you with from this um, from this podcast is don't be scared um don't be scared to follow your passion don't be scared to follow your vision remember a dream is only a dream until you make it a reality and the only way you're going to do that is through hard work perseverance positivity and like-mindedness morals and values set up good morals set up good values and stick by them stick by you as a person as an individual and stand by that and um i wish you guys all the best of luck in no matter what you decide to do and please if there's any questions and if you guys would like to answer me to answer anything hit me up and i'm sure there are so many other professional hunters out there um i can try and put you if, if i can't answer the question i'll definitely pass you on to the next guy who i believe can um, there's some incredible gentlemen out there especially the older generation professional hunters that can help you with answering some difficult questions and um don't be scared to ask guys really social media is a wonderful tool use it get on there and if the and if those professional hunters aren't answering those questions or, or don't guide you in the way uh, to an individual that can answer them well then shame on them because they you know they they're just holding things that it's not fair on anyone else and they're really not boosting the industry so don't be afraid to answer to ask questions don't be afraid to hit up and just, just even simple phone calls just you know um that's what it all boils down to is getting involved and and being persistent in what you want to do and what you want to achieve because if you've got a vision um i had a vision <clears throat> in 2016 when i started ph journals um, i started hunting in 2009 and when i had the vision of starting a brand called ph journals it it was it was just small 
um, I just wanted to become the original idea was just for me to become a booking agency that people could book their hands through and it's kind of grown into an influencer slash um, promoter slash PH and now slash um, outfitter so you know those those pipe dreams are long gone I've got new goals new achievements new new way new ways I want to be a new um, destinations I want to go to so your goal the the goalpost will always will always move and it will always shift and as you grow that's that's exactly what should happen but there will be a time and point where you can actually sit back and look into the distance and say you know what this is what success is all about and um yeah for myself I honestly wish you guys nothing but the best and and honestly um if you've got a vision that strong, I believe in you every step of the way. So yeah, guys, um, a difficult topic once again, but uh, I hope I have answered questions. And um, yeah, looking forward to getting into the new one. Next next podcast episode, we're going to chat a little bit. I've done one before um, on tipping, but next episode will be done purely on tips from professional hunters point of view as well as to help you clients get some sort of reading um, when coming out to South Africa and what you should be tipping. So, for myself, if you are, happy hunting. Until then, stay safe, stay blessed, stay humble. We'll catch up with you guys soon. Cheers for now. The Journal is brought to you by Treason. Don't just blend, become. Splitting image taxidermy. Worth remembering. Maxis Tires. Covering pHs over any terrain. Magnum Archery. Scullies. The little things are what makes life wonderful. Vanandi Blends. Changing the game. FFS Outdoor. Versatile gear for any situation. PH Toolbox. Helping you make your own adventure.